0: Welcome um, to another episode of Across the Field. The Beckman boys back at it again. Peyton, how's it going?
1: Hey, man, how's it
0: going? We officially made it.
1: Holiday season's over. We got the greatest gift of all, uh, Buckeye football, Saturday, primetime, ESPN. In, the, in Georgia's backyard, you wouldn't want it any other way.
0: Yep, ready to go. It should be a great game. I'm, I'm pretty
1: excited. I'm really juiced. The more I keep watching and listening to uh, Ohio State podcasts, the more I get juiced, the more I get more optimistic. Um, There's plays to be made. There is plays to be made all over the field. You just got to make them. So a lot of storylines in this game. Really excited to dive deep and and talk about the Buckeyes in this episode. So uh, let's go. I haven't talked Buckeye football in a while. And I haven't talked Buckeye football on positive terms in a while, so...
0: Yeah, it's been been way too long since we've done that. Um, before we get started, how was your Christmas? Did you have a good one?
1: Hey, holidays were good. Got to spend time with family. I see a lot of people. Uh, yeah, great holiday season. Uh, was actually gifted by my sister a really cool hat with the Across the Field logo on it. So really cool. Uh, she had Mandy Woods from Elite Embroidery in Oakwood make it. Uh, So, really nice hat, and I thank my sister and Mandy Woods, Mandy for making it, Kate for the idea. So, that
0: was an awesome gift, and I think you got one as well, right? I did. I was pleasantly surprised on uh, Christmas Day when I got that. So, um, yeah, shout out to both of them. I was going to tweet a picture of it, and just haven't got around to doing that yet. (laughs) Cool little hat, and thanks to Manny and Kate for for doing that. So that's pretty. Yes, awesome. it was awesome.
1: So, uh, yep, great holidays. Um, you know, had a white Christmas. A little cold for my liking, but uh, mm. I mean, I would rather have it that than seventy and sunny on Christmas Day. Wouldn't be Christmas without the cold weather. So,
0: yeah. Um, yep. So. How's yours, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, wasn't too bad. Got to see a lot of people. And, um, then I, you know, a few weeks ago, I wasn't feeling the best. And all of a sudden, I got hit with something else Monday night. So kind of fighting this thing off again, just kind of coming out of it. I know you kind of battled it a little bit last week after we got done recording, maybe the next day. So, yeah,
1: I think everyone's battling it right (laughs) now. So, uh, Stay the course, you know, get some liquids in you uh, for the Buckeye game. I'm not saying what type of liquids, but I'm sure that could cure some any sickness,
0: um, and uh, let's get ready to have a Saturday, man. Let's go ahead. Um, <clears throat> we talked about the slate last week. It was kind of uh, wasn't a whole lot going on. High school hoops front. Uh, games were getting canceled because of the weather coming in. Um so, really, let's talk some NFL real quick before we jump into Buckeye football. Um, Thursday through Monday night, basically, with a lot of the games being played Saturday. What was your biggest takeaway from the NFL? Uh, there, there were some big games in
1: the NFL this week. Was, we had a wide range of games streaming back to Thursday night. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, the job that Doug Peterson has done in Jacksonville with that soft, sophomore quarterback, I'd say, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, so that's first takeaway. Uh, second takeaway, the Vikings find a way to keep winning games, close games. They've won 11 games by uh, one score or fewer. Um, the Bengals, they start hot early. Patriots find a way to creep back in that game. Bengals prevail, another Patriots – mistake late in the late in that game. So you know Bill Belichick is just fuming. Looking at the rest of the slate, the real shocking one was the Cowboys and Eagles on how that transpired, but the Eagles were out with Jalen Hurts. And then on Christmas Day, the Packers put themselves right back in playoff contention. They're seven and eight. Everything that they needed to happen happened this past weekend. I think they're in their control of their own destiny, quite honest with you. But they got a big one this week. Uh, they got Minnesota. So, yeah. uh, but the Bears have the Lions. Packers fans got to be rooting for the Bears here. And then on uh, Monday night um, – this is what's different about the NFL this year: is one team gets a bye. That's it. So a team's gonna have to play the Chargers, and I feel bad for it because they're playing good football. They're starting to get healthy. Bosa's gonna be back. You know, Mike Williams is getting healthy. Justin Herbert can sling the rock, and we know how good he can sling it. So uh, some teams gonna be uh, gonna be very unfortunate when they have to play the Chargers. So that was really the only the only takeaways I had in the NFL slate. The Bears find a way to lose again. Crucial. I think they're up to the two pick now. Really interesting to see what they do with that. So, a lot can happen. Uh, so, uh, that's that. Uh, that's that's the NFL, really. I don't know if you had any other takeaways. Your Cardinals lost again, so.
0: Yeah. They lost again a close one to, to Tampa time. um Kind of saw it coming, but. That was a little disappointing. Obviously I recruit for the Cardinals, but just couldn't pull it off. And I see now that they're up to uh, number four next year in the in the uh draft. So And losing Maybe.
1: and losing one of your all time favorite players. JJ Watt announced his retirement. Any words on that? You've been a fan of his for a long time.
0: Boy, I'm a little devastated, but I kind of saw this coming and everybody was kind of blowing me up. Um the other day, yesterday when it happened, um, you know, he um, just had a baby, um, you know, and he's been in the league, what, 12 years, I believe, I think it said, uh, 12 or 13. He kind of knew Arizona was going to be his last stop. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of thought maybe he'd go another one, but maybe the family thing just kind of, Jumped out in front of him, and that's what kind of, um, you know, made up his mind or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little sad, a little disappointed, but he had a great career, and I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, and, for sure. He's one of only three guys all time to win three defensive
1: player of the years. You know, he's in conversation with Aaron Donald and uh, uh Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, duh. Yeah, him and Lawrence Taylor and Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah, only three guys that have done that. So, um, yeah, first ballot for sure. And what if Tom Brady retires? Those two, the GOAT and, you know, one of the best defensive players of all time going into Canton together. So that could be an interesting factor as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't realize this This kind of snakes for me. Um, like I just feel like his career was pretty much wasted. They had a good couple years in Houston when he was there. Obviously couldn't get the job done. And then he goes to Arizona, <clears throat> not necessarily ring chasing, but a team that thought, you know, was probably going to make some noise and just didn't the last couple seasons. And, you know, I, I, so you feel bad for him in that aspect because – He's a, he's a guy that probably could have walked away with a ring or at least had a chance to get there. And I don't even know that he was ever close.
1: Yeah, I don't think he was really close to a ring, so.
0: Yeah. Um. They go back to his time in Houston. Not only, you know, did uh, he play defense and he was having all those batted down balls and tip balls that he would take for a touchdown. There were a few years there where they'd stick him in at tight end on the goal line. And they throw him some touchdown passes, and there that one season, I think um, he had more touchdown receptions through like the first seven or eight weeks than like over than like over half the tight ends in the NFL with three touchdowns. So, I mean, the dude's just a freak athlete. And it's it's gonna it's obviously he's been falling off here the last couple of years as far as being on the field all the time and being hurt, but. Surely going to be missed mess for sure.
1: Yep. Yeah, I beat Ohio State that one year when he was up in Madtown. Yep. Terrell Pryor, we went up there, got beat by J.J. Watts. So um, that's really it for my NFL slate. That's kind of why I jumped into saying, well, let's talk Buckeyes, baby.
0: For real, let's do it. Have at it. What do you think, Our- this weekend. Wow.
1: The, the storylines of this game, I, I find it really intriguing. Not having Travion Henderson, the news coming out today that Mayan Williams was yet a scratch from practice today with an illness. The running back, Tripp trainum talked to the media yesterday, Dallin Hayden. They were shown with Coach Tony Alford today in a short little video that the media could get in there for the 15 minutes today. Um I, see. I don't think this—that's that big of a hit if Mayan's not 100 percent with the illness, because Ohio State will not be able to run the ball between the tackles. I don't care, you know, what kind of scheme you do, what kind of—if like, you pull a guard, pull a tackle, but do whatever—it's going to be tough. That's going to be tough, sledded right there in between the tackles. You have to get outside. You have to get out on the perimeter. You got to do jets. You have to be super creative. And this is where I say the extended handoff is going to be in play. All right, you this the screen pass, Buckeye fans been hating it. We might have to have we have to be exceptional of blocking downfield from the receivers. And then and more things I call extended handoff is a hitch route. That should be completed 99.9% of the time. So that's like a handoff. That's extended handoff. All right. CJ has to be right there on the money with Marv, Mecca, Julian, and Cade. And then I think, you know, who Ryan Day feels comfortable with handing the ball off. if it's chip trainham or Down and we've heard that Allen has trouble, you know protecting the football in practice. Well, if a guy has trouble protecting the football in practice, he's gonna have trouble protecting the football in front of uh, what 90,000 people that can fit in Mercedes Benz Stadium. So that, that's an intriguing pack, uh, factor. and then just the sports psychology side of it. Ohio State's been told they're going to get killed uh, ever since day one this matchup came out. They're going to get killed. You you got embarrassed to your rival last time. Mean, we've seen you. Um, Georgia, the last time we've seen Georgia, they've hung 50 and won the SEC Championship, the toughest conference in college football. So they've been hearing all this for a month now, okay? The, this is going to be the intriguing side of how mad Ohio State comes out and how what the chip on their shoulder that they have. And then on the defensive side of the ball is how how does Ohio State match up with the tight ends of Georgia? That That's crucial. Are you going to put linebackers? Are you going to put safeties? There's going to be times where linebackers are going to have to guard them on just with the way of formation is, et cetera. And then – so that, that's going to
0: be really intriguing on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I agree with everything said there, so I'm not going to keep, you know – Barking on about the same thing. I mean, that's should be a great game and Buckeyes has gotta go get her done. But uh yeah, I mean everything he said I think is all true and and hopefully we can pull it off.
1: And I think there's gonna be a time in this game there's gonna be all right, three to five times in this game, Brett. Where CJ is going to have to run three yards or more. Mm-hmm. All right. He's heard he's heard the stuff, okay. He, he said in the media, it's easy to say, but he said in the media, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. I really hope that do whatever it takes to win is tucking the football and lunging forward for three or four yards. All right. No be soft. You know, Coach Days would say we're going to play aggressive. We're going to hold nothing back. All right, it's time. You can talk about it. Let's go be about it. All right. You bet you felt as bad as you can possibly feel for a month now after that Team Up North loss. Okay. You have a chance to avenge that loss if you win this freaking game, okay? That's just the, the just the sports psychology part of it is, you know, I, I think is
0: very fascinating. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's talk a little bit about before we move on, let's talk a little bit about um, the other matchup. Let's talk about TCU Michigan. What do you think is going to happen here?
1: Boy, I think you know this game could get really ugly just because i don't know if TCU has played a brand like michigan where they're just going to they're just going to impose their will on you okay i don't think anybody in the big 12 does that the big 12 wants to score points and run as fast as you can okay and so so they're going to get tested all right that defense is going to get tested early i think max duggan is the difference maker in this game just because of you know the moxie in him. Okay, he he's the type of guy that's going to make big plays and keep you in games. If, you, if if Michigan's up ten at half, oh boy. But uh, if this is a close game at half, I think it's going to be a close game to the finish just because of that that offense that uh, um, Lincoln Riley's brother runs there. I can't remember his first name, but uh, um, that that that's that's an interesting part, and I think. You know, Donovan Edwards still has uh, his wrist taped. Uh, no, with a cast on. How healthy is Blake Corral? I know uh, safety had to move down to linebacker for them. So you know they're battling injuries. You know you're late in the season. Okay, you had a month to prepare, but you're still hurt. Okay, that that's you know that's that's the beauty of college football. Okay, you got to deal with that. You got to roll with the punches. But uh, I think Michigan has really been on a collision course to get back to that Georgia game this year. Okay, so uh, I, I'm really sure that, you know, hardball is going to have his guys confident. It's um, going to be interesting to see the crowd aspect closer to TCU down in Phoenix. It's closer to TCU, but you'd best believe the amazing and Blue is going to travel really, really well. So I think that's going to be a great game. That's going to be a great <laughs> JV ball game to the varsity ball game that follows.
0: I agree. I agree. Um,
1: I think you know we've had blowouts. I think every year that this playoff has been about, there has been a blowout, and I really do believe that this year I don't think a team's going to beat a team by twenty. No. So I I, th- I think they're going to be all four quarter ball games, and I hope so. I, I that that's good for college football. That's not good to have you know, and your top four teams, someone blowing out another, that's not good for it. It's good to have competitive football. So, really juiced up for this weekend.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get Russell on here and make some picks with us?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah let, let's get Russell on. Uh, really excited to pick his brain, talk about his Bengals, have him make some picks,
0: and, uh,
1: yep, let's go.
0: All right, joined by the Love Muscle now. Make our picks. Love Muscle won last week with nine wins. Um, Love Muscle, how you doing? Pretty good. Pretty
2: surprised when you told me that I won last week.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. You got nine out of 12, and we only had six people get in this picks this week. So, uh, I guess some people <laughs> better things to do during the holidays, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I didn't get mad this week, but um, let's go ahead and get into our picks this week. Uh, Oh, hold on, before we do that, Peyton, you had eight, I had six, Uh, and your mom didn't get in, so I guess we beat her for two weeks in a row. Let's go. Let's fire up. Let's start with high school hoops this week, Uh, Friday night, out of the big green, travel to Crestview, take on the Knights. Boy, this is going to be a
1: big-time game. I think this this game's going to be a defensive battle. Audeville runs the man-to-man as well as anybody I've seen yet this year. Crestview, with their length, runs at one three one. They could switch it up on the defense. Uh, man, I think Audeville's intensity for four quarters is the difference. I'm going to take the big green to get a big win on the road at the red.
2: I'll just go Audeville. They've always been consistent, it seems like. So, yeah. Take the big green.
0: Yep. Um, Not so fast, bubs. Um, I'm going to take the Crestview Knights at home in the Ray. That's a tough place to play. We know that. So give me Crestview at home in this one.
1: It could be a future district final matchup. Could be. At
0: the House. So. Could be. Uh, Next one moving on here. Let's do uh, the Archibald Blue Streaks traveling to Pettysville to take on the Blackbirds.
1: This game if you in years past, you wouldn't think this would be much of a game. Archibald's struggling this year they're young, not as tall. I think Kaden Jacoby plays a big time factor in this game just because of his height Archibald's gonna have trouble with that uh Joe Frank and the Archibald Blue streaks keep it close, but I'm calling upset Blackbird's win
2: yeah, you know high school's not my strength, but uh
0: I think Pettieville's not terrible this year, so I'm gonna go with that. Go with the Blackbirds, all right. Um, I'm gonna be opposite of you guys again. I'm gonna take our spools. So but this will be a really good game. Even the streaks. On uh, the last high school game we got here Friday night, the Tenora Rams traveled to Miller City to take on the Wildcats. Boy, uh, the uh the Rams have been struggling
1: under Coach Chris Limestall, dropped their last three uh, all by double figures. Oh, last night was nine points, but still, uh, they've been struggling. So I'm going to take Miller City. For some reason, I don't know, that that gym is a tough place to play, kind of – it's just a weird atmosphere at Miller City. So I'm going to take uh, the Wildcats.
0: Tenora, why not? Good. Yeah. I'm going to take Miller City as well. Uh, I think they've been playing pretty well here lately, so give me the Wildcats at home in this one. All right, let's move on. You guys want to do NFL or college football next? Let's go NFL. NFL, okay. Start off Thursday night game. Let's go Cowboys at the Titans. Dallas favored by 12. over unders 40. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Tennessee in this one at home.
2: This is one of those games Tennessee is not supposed to win and they win, and this is one of those games Dallas is supposed to win and they never win. But then everybody and anybody, Vrabel might end up suiting up Thursday night. But boy, if he does, I might pick the Titans. Yeah, if I could get a. If uh, Rapsheet or uh, Schefter throw a Breaking News, I'll switch, but I'll probably have to go to Dallas. Uh, I'm going right there with you, uh, Russ. I need Tony Pollard and
1: Dak Prescott have a day in fantasy. I'm in the championship, so uh, a lot on the line for me. So I need a big night out of those guys. So give me the Cowboys, but I don't think they cover that 12-point spread, even That's with those injuries. Not. So yep, give me the cowgirls. All right.
0: Move on to Sunday. One o'clock. Cleveland Browns traveling to Washington to take on the commanders.
1: The commies are going with Carson Wentz as the starter. The Commies are favored by two at home. Over under 40 and a half.
2: Yeah, that answers that. Sorry, Brett. Uh Browns.
0: This is Carson Wentz we're talking about. <laughs> I'm going uh I'm going commies at home.
1: Chase Young is back. Uh, he was on a pitch count last week. Hopefully more snaps again this week. I hope he chases down uh, Deshaun Watson all night. And uh, they need this one. Playoff hope's still alive. I really do like Ron Rivera and all those Buckeyes over there. Give me the commies.
0: All right. 425 Minnesota Vikings traveling to Lambeau. Take on the Packers.
1: In the frozen tundra. It's supposed to be 37 heat wave in Green Bay on Sunday. Green Bay's favored by three and a half at home over under 48.
0: I'm taking Green Bay.
2: Yeah, Brett. Do you see who I'm playing in our Super Bowl this year, this week? No. Same guy who's beating me the last two years.
0: <laughs> Boosinator.
2: Yeah, guess who he has a quarterback? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The dark knight. Past defense is trash. Yeah, it's basically set in stone that he's going to have like five touchdowns. So, give me the Packers.
1: Well, West Plainfield Drive will be uh, popping if Boos wins three in a row.
2: I'm just banning the league.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm going with the Packers as well. The Vikings, I don't think they find a way to get it done. They've won three straight. Now, that was a big win in Miami, at Miami last week. Um, Aaron Rodgers is getting going, playoff Rodgers. Going to find a way to get the playoffs and lose to the Niners again. So, I'm going to take the Packers.
0: All right, Sunday night football. Baltimore Ravens welcome in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boring.
1: Baltimore favored by two and a half. Over-unders 35. You're right. Boring game. This is going to be awful.
2: And it's not even like the old-school boring ones when Flacco and them were there where the defense was, were solid. It's just bad you know, offense. Bad.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Ravens. I uh I kinda
2: need Pittsburgh to win this one. So I don't wanna pick either. But uh give me old all... it's it's that Baltimore? That yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. Still give me Pittsburgh just because they won't leave the playoff picture till the last week. We all know how they fell in last time.
1: Yep. I'm going to take the Steelers on the road as well. i seen a tweet that says there's a couple of givens in this world, taxes and Tom, uh, Mike Tomlin being 500 or better. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Steelers. I think that defense will create havoc, I guess. That offense is terrible on both sides of the ball. Just a bad game to watch. I probably won't even watch the full thing. So, uh, yeah, give me the Steelers.
0: All right, then Monday night. Got Russell's Bengals playing host to the Buffalo Bills.
1: Boy, get your popcorn ready. Uh, Buffalo Uh, favored by one point in Cincinnati. Over-under is 49.5. I'm
0: taking Buffalo. Peyton, you go first. Boy, I. uh...
1: I got a buddy that lives in Cincinnati. He's talked about going down to a tailgate for a playoff game. I, I want to see that live atmosphere for myself. Um, I I love the way Joe Burrow is playing right now. I love the way that the
2: Bengals have been playing. You watch the second half of that Patriots game? Yeah.
1: Okay. They, they knew they knew what they had. They, they had the game won, all right? They understood that. And they were just getting ready for the holidays. Um, (laughs) uh, So, I'm not picking against Joey B. Give me uh, the Bengals at home on Monday night. Big time game.
2: So, I just got some uh, PTSD because the last time I picked, we were on Monday night and I talked about how great we were and how hot we were going to take off. And then the next day when the show posted, Jamar Chase was out for a month. And then Cheeto Awuzie got hurt. And then last Sunday or Saturday, Lyle Collins is out for the season, who I don't like anyway, but it's still better than Adenergy. And I did have fun down in Tampa for that game. That was the opposite yeah. of the Patriots game. Yeah, Russell, I was going to ask you about that. How was that down there? It was awesome. Tampa people are really nice. but uh, How was just- the game day yeah. atmosphere down there? Oh, yeah, it was good. They were kind of – you could tell that they knew the end was near for their little run. But, I mean, I was sitting with uh, – in a behind the Bengals sideline area. Not like behind it, but that side of the stadium. So, I was like around a bunch of Bengals fans. So, we were yelling who day on the way out. Obviously, the first half, we were all quiet, wondering why we spent money to fly down to Florida. But, yeah, overall, it was a good time. Obviously, it was crazy. Never thought I'd see Dave Brady turn the ball over five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, yeah, definitely uh, definitely worth the trip. But, uh, so, just because, and I'll vouch for it. I, obviously, I want to win because we still got a shot for the one seed. But I'm going to take the Bills just because, you know, Reverse psychocology.
0: All right, boy, oh boy. They do the bears this week.
1: Bears got the lions. Hopefully, we can find a way to lose again. So, uh, I wonder if there's any shot we get that one seed, uh, that one pick, because if the Texans beat the Jaguars, which I don't think will happen, they have a tie in their record. Which will make us worse. We get the one seed, then then that gets really interesting. What we do there, so uh, Packers fans need us to win. Let's let them down, and let's do ourselves a favor and lose. So,
2: Peyton, I think but, you got to because not only did they uh they have Jacksonville's number, but then they play the Colts Week 18. So there's oh a chance Houston gets one of these. Yeah,
1: but here's what I find interesting is I, I went back and looked at the schedule that the Bears have played. They're in every one of those games in the fourth quarter. This team is way closer than people think. They are. I, I mean, I feel like the GM is literally calling down to Eberflus. Hey, remember a one a number one draft pick's on the line. Let's find a way to lose.
2: So. Be. Who knows? It doesn't help that you can't throw the ball when you need to, and you can't stop anybody when you need to. So
1: that—that's because the GM's calling down to our head coach, and we—we we do it on purpose.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh, yep, got the Lions. So hey, that indoors, was, hopefully, uh, Justin Fields can run around, and make some more highlights. He's—he's he's super fun to watch. Honestly, if you want to lose, bench him the rest of the year so he don't get hurt. Yeah, but I. I still tune in just because Justin Fields is on the field. And he's he's a walking highlight.
2: I don't know. My brother's a Bears fan. Obviously, Coach Jerome's a Bears fan. I I get my fill of Bears talk. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so that's that's the Bears front. uh, But big week in fantasy for me in the championship against Wendy Price. Money's on the line. Bragging rights are on the line. So that's what I'm going to be tuned into mostly.
2: Right, your Cardinals had some big news this week. What was it, yesterday? Yeah, Peyton and I uh, <clears throat>
0: talked about it a little bit before you jumped on here. <laughs> Most, I, like,
2: subtle retirement
0: ever. Yeah. I mean, I like I told Peyton, I had an idea. It might be coming. I didn't know if it would be this year, but just yeah. all the, the family stuff, you know. Yeah, and the
2: Cardinals... You, you, you must have brought the dumpster fire with you. It must not have been Houston. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm not going to root for anybody except Tom Brady. Get you one of those uh, NFL logo hats. Uh, yeah.
0: Word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a mess. But, yeah, good for him. Good for J.J. Yeah. He's Here. done it. A- Here's my dream scenario, guys. You ready for it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Bears, they could go get Will Anderson. Eh, I don't know if he's an elite pass rusher like uh, the Bosa brothers or Chase Young. I don't think he's that caliber. Trade back, all right? Get draft capital. Trade back, okay? What, and then you get around the 10th pick, someone that needs a quarterback. And then you still have the Ravens pick. We land Paris Johnson Jr. and JSN. Holy moly. Well,
2: if that's the case. You don't even need the first round pick. Or the first overall pick. The second pick will do just fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because Texans
2: are going quarterback. Will Anderson's gonna be
0: there no matter what. Yeah, true. True. But uh He's just trying to find a way to get all the buckeyes. Yeah. Developed here. <laughs> Let's go. Oh my.
1: What right. oh, 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 oh. the Saints have done so well in years without drafting buckeyes. Yeah, Let's another Yeah,
2: they are. Ex- exactly. Including that bomb. Such bomb. <laughs> Eli Apple, yeah, <laughs> toast. He's gonna
1: he's gonna guard uh, Tyree Kill in the first round of the playoffs,
2: dude. That's just it. We gotta win this. I'm scared of like every playoff team in the AFC. That's
1: what. That's what the Chargers. That's not a given. There is no given. It's not yeah. like you're gonna play Tampa they're, Bay.
2: They're getting healthy. Exactly. And honestly, if we lose the division and get the five seed, I don't want none of Jacksonville.
1: Boy, no, they're looking good. Dougie P. He's a yeah. coach and a half.
2: But, and then, uh, honestly, the best bet would either get the one seed or the two seed because who knows who the seven seed is going to be. It might be Miami, but now, too, it might be done for the year, or at least the regular season. Who's their backup again? Teddy Biggloves. Oh, Teddy
1: Yep. not the bad backup.
2: Because it's almost set up for either the Patriots or the uh, Steelers to wind up in the 7th seed.
1: And then that's where I'd feel
2: comfortable. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if I'd want to play the Steelers just because division.
1: Right, right. And Mike Tomlin's a better coach than Zach Taylor.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he is. So. All right.
1: Well, that's all I got for NFL Talk, fellas.
0: Yeah, so we move on to college football. Let's go to the uh, valero Alamo Bowl. Washington Huskies and Texas Longhorns.
1: Texas favored by three
0: in their backyard,
1: over-under 67-and-a-half.
0: Hammer the over. I'm going to take
2: Longhorns. Texas was too inconsistent this year. Uh, Every time I thought Ewers was going to become Ewers, that everybody thought he was going to be, something happened. Washington was consistent all year. I think just Heisman finalist-wise, I think Penix got snubbed. It should have been him over Bennett, at least. I didn't say he should have won, but, yeah, give me Washington because I'm pretty sure Texas has checked out for the season.
1: Russ, I thought I would be the only one to pick the Huskies. Uh, They've won, I think, six straight. And then in those six games, they beat Oregon and Oregon State in that. I like Michael Penix a lot. Again, Texas, Bijan Robinson's out. Don't know. Yeah, they're checked out. Washington, uh, they're probably playing inspired. I think they're very underrated, so I'm going to take the Huskies.
2: I think they're kind of snubbed, too, because of how Utah got in the Pac-12 championship, because I, when they found out Utah made it, I even read the seven tiebreakers they went through, and it still didn't make any sense. Wow. Yeah, so I like them a lot and that coach
1: is blanking me, but uh he's done a terrific job in this first year.
2: Yeah, I don't even know the coaches honestly. Like but,
0: uh yep. right. move on, let's do uh, Notre Dame and South Carolina.
2: <sighs>
1: the Irish are favored by two. No Sam Hartman yet. I'm sure I'll you just... guys have seen those tweets uh, over under 52. I think this is going to be a well ball game.
2: They're still favored even though Pines not playing.
1: Yeah. Is Rattler playing. Yeah. Rattler's coming back next year.
2: Oh. (laughs) I'm taking Notre Dame. I did hear somebody call this the Maury Polvich Bowl to figure out who the father of Clemson is. So that made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I don't know. So your uh buddy, that Notre Dame fan, he's sending uh that fan mail the same day I did, and he told us to get over it. Yeah, Rob Bailey. Yeah. Uh, first off and foremost, if you're mad because you got a Corvette over a Porsche, I don't want to be your friend anyway. Um. <laughs> And then he wants to go and say, you know, it's funny. People always talk about how easy Ohio State's schedule is. But as soon as we want to raise a riot because we actually lose a big opponent game, they want to tell us how easy we got it because we win all these games. And then you want to go and turn around and make fun of our conference when your entire rivalry schedule, except for now Navy, is in the Big Ten. You play for five trophies. And then, for some reason, like I said, you call everybody your rival, but nobody really gets up for you anymore. The most relevant person I've seen in my lifetime in a Notre Dame jersey only wore half a one. Do you even know who that is? Who? She's married to a Super Bowl champion, college football national champion, and Ryder Cup champion. Oh,
1: AJ Hawks.
2: Wife, yes. Yeah. She's a looker, too. She is a looker. No, the camera was on her more than the football game that game. (laughs)
1: Super Bowl champion, national champion, Ryder Cup champion. That's right.
0: Two times. Yeah.
2: So, don't tell me about lining over. uh, I mean, yeah, he's right. We do have it made. And I got told that a bit, but that just – Irritated me for a little bit, so I had to get that off my chest. Also, join a conference.
0: Okay, I'm he takes back it. to the pick here. Who do you got?
2: <laughs> give me if Rattler's playing. Give me him because like, Notre Dame don't have a quarterback.
1: Sam Hartman's coming. Yeah, next year. Yep. I kind of that makes me a little nervous. If they go out and get a receiver at the transfer portal, that, that makes me nervous for week three for the Buckeyes, going to South Bend with a new quarterback. But uh, I don't think they win this one. Marcus Freeman finishes 8-5. But he's getting recruits still. I don't get it. Um, Notre Dame name. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take South Carolina. Isn't it interesting, guys? Uh, when Pete Thamel reported that about Notre Dame, how Sam Hartman – he, he wasn't even entered in the transfer portal yet. But they already tweeted a landing spot for him was Notre Dame.
2: Yeah, they just – I just saw – That's illegal.
1: That's – but that's college football what we're living in. We can poach and, yeah, the rumors of Marvin Harrison going to USC that Lincoln Riley's calling. Get that out of here, but – Yeah,
2: that's just stupid.
1: Yep, but uh, it's college football now, I guess. It's fun.
2: Yeah, it's basically – they have – I was talking – they got more, like, free will than rookies in the NFL do now. Like, in yeah. year olds Yep. It's kind of ridiculous. That's nuts.
1: <clears throat> That's what you get when you have a clown running the NCAA and Mark Emmert.
2: Yeah,
0: but – He's gone, so. All right, moving on. Capital One Orange Bowl. Tennessee and Clemson. A literal Orange Bowl. Rocky Top and Clemson.
1: Clemson's favored by four and a half, over under 63 and a half. Both new quarterbacks and what they've had the all season. Clemson go with Cade Klobnik. Tennessee going with the old Michigan man, Joe Milton.
0: Yeah, just for that reason there, I'm going to take t- Clemson. <laughs> all
2: right. Uh uh, I'm going to take Clemson, too, just because Clemson or Klebnik might not have started the game this year, but every time he's in, he, he's a dog.
1: Yeah, I think Klebnik uh, is a, a dog, but uh, boys, I have been blaring a song all year, and I just want to hear it one more time. Rocky Top, let's go. I just wanted to play the song one more time on the podcast for the year. Josh Heifel, figure it out. You know, this, no Hyatt, uh, no Henn and Hooker. I don't know why I'm picking them. I hate Dabo Sweeney. You should be the 11th best team in the country, not the 7th best team. Um, so, uh, yep, that's why I'm
2: taking Tennessee. Stupid reasoning, but Rocky Top. Hey, the only reason I took Kentucky over Tennessee that week I picked is because I wanted to rap the John Wall song, so I get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they
1: they got a freshman waiting, and I think that Joe Milton might exit early. Who knows?
2: I didn't even know he was
1: still there. I thought he's too old to play college football because he was playing for the team up north when we hung 62 on him. Yeah. COVID. Oh, yeah. COVID.
0: All right. All state Sugar Bowl, Bama Crimson Tide uh, against. What do we got here?
1: The Tide favored by six and a half. Bryce Young playing. Will Anderson playing over under 56.
0: I'm taking Bama.
2: Yeah. If those guys are actually playing, I'm going to take Bama. Yeah, Kansas showed a lot
1: of guts in that Big 12 championship. Surprised this line isn't higher with Bryce Young and Will Anderson playing. I I would assume this line to be the line if those two weren't playing. But since they are, I figured it'd be a little bit higher. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah.
2: The one thing oh, that well. I see is Bama's known to, like, take non championship bowl games off. Yeah. It's like Saban has something. Like issue with you, like that year they played Michigan, he just got tired of hardball running in his mouth, and he showed it to him in that ball game, right? But
1: yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Bama as well. Roll Tide, I guess. All State Sugar Bowl Classic. Who cares? Yeah.
2: I mean, I won't say that, but
1: I'll root for him. It's the it's the freshman game to the JV and Varsities, So,
0: all right, let's go to the playoff. First game, the Fiesta Bowl, Michigan Wolverines, TCU Horned Frogs.
1: Brett, correct yourself. You said the first game, the JV contest. Well, whoops. The Wolverines are favored by seven and a half, over-unders 58 and a half.
0: I'm taking Michigan. To cover, too? Yep. Yeah.
2: But Max oh, Duggan will make sure that they don't cover.
1: So you're taking you're taking the Wolverines to win, TCU to cover. Yeah. Okay. I got a song to play. I am not picking the Wolverines. My fandom's gonna get in the way. And uh Max Duggan, this is for you. Teach me how to Dougie, know to... Max Duggan. Give me the Horn Frogs. Major upset. I'm not picking you, Jim. The Horn Frogs win the JV contest.
0: Woo! All right. (laughs) And we'll move on to the varsity contest. The Ohio State Buckeyes, the Georgia Bulldogs. What do we got here? So the Buckeyes.
1: Go down to enemy territory, right in their backyard. Georgia's favored by six and a half, over-under 62.
0: Um, I'm going to take Georgia. Low reverse psychology.
2: I mean, I just want us to score. I'm, I don't want a 2016 repeat.
0: So, take taking Georgia.
2: Okay. Yeah. My standards are going to be very low this Saturday.
1: You guys, like, have a rhyme or reason why you're picking Georgia. Like, what's Ohio State not going to do? Like not- you guys are being kind of blunt, and it's kind of killing my vibe. We're
2: just not very good. I'm still licking my wounds, dude. I lost my team, lose a Super Bowl this year, and that game hurt more.
1: Boys, boy, boy. This is all I got to play. So much to remind me of 2014. Our offensive coordinator, he's gone, but he's staying with us. Just like in 2014. Okay. We're going down to enemy territory, down south. We're heading south. There's basically a home game for Alabama. Basically a home game for Georgia. But expect... 60-40 Georgia fans. I mean, there's going to be a lot of Buckeye fans there. And the fact that you have been told that you're bad, you've been told that you suck, you're not tough, nothing got fixed in a year. There's five big plays. Five big plays to change that Team Up North game. A missed tackle by Cam Brown on the edge changed that game in cover zero. We were at cover zero across the board, no deep help and you miss a tackle on a hitch where, whoops, and then you had a guy run into each other They had a post wide open. You had two guys run into each other, post wide open, touchdown, uh, big blue, and then we're trailing. All right, then we got to sell out, and we don't stay in our lanes. We don't control our gaps. And what happens? Big run plays. All right, crap's going to get fixed.
2: Okay, so that's what gonna... part of that was the issue of scoring only three points in the second half?
1: Right. Okay. Uh, that is that is that that is an issue. But we didn't get the ball to 18 in the second half. We didn't get the ball to anybody in the second half. Chip train them. That's who we got the ball to.
2: Yeah. Also, I just saw that Mayans ill.
1: Yep. Yep. Which this game is not a Mayan Williams type game. I said earlier in the pod, you're not going to be able to run in between the tackles. It's it, Jalen Carter's a man. And we're going to have no penetration to move in. I mean, that is tough sledding. Don't beat a dead horse. Just avoid it. How do you open up that run game? You take vertical shots deep, and you play freaking aggressive.
2: I will say the one thing that gives me hope is watching LSU's backup quarterback throw for 300 yards in the second half. Exactly. But Since 2019 – Already up. Since 2019 – Whenever Ryan Day's
1: team plays in a dome, we uh, have more than 490 yards in that game. Most of the time, it's in the 500s. All right. Yards are going to be coming at a premium. If this over hits, 62, if that hits, that means the Buckeyes win. Yeah. I truly believe that. And so, take vertical shots deep. Take vertical shots often. And I want to see some more crossing routes. I want to get a mecca across the middle. Have Cade sitting in the middle. Just open things up, and so then we can start the run game because you're not going to come out wanting to run the ball. Brett Brett and me have been pounding the dead horse all year that we haven't been able to run the ball. Let's not try it early in this game. All right, let's take shots deep, and let's take them often. There's going to be five times, Russell, where CJ is going to have to pick up a first-out or crucial yardage of three to five yards, and he's going to have to do that Saturday night.
2: Yeah, he's going to have to, but he's going to. I don't know. I, I think I, I just
1: everything he's heard, you know, th- these kids have social media. They've seen it on, you know, how soft they've been. His legacy at Ohio State. His legacy is nothing unless he wins this game, really, if you think about it. He hasn't won a big game.
2: No, it'll still be. He can win this game, and if we lose Michigan in the championship, it's still not going to mean crap. Oh, well, yes, yes. But – the the just the 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 psychological
1: part of this game. The sports is just. well, I think our boys are going to be ramped up and ready to go. And I think we do have the personnel to match up with their tight ends. I think our our linebackers are really really athletic, and our safeties more than likely our safeties are going to be covering them. I trust Lathan Ransom any day of the week.
2: Um. I guess that's my other part is I don't know if I can handle losing Michigan twice in one year.
1: Uh, uh, how awesome would it be, though, like Brady said, Brady Stabler said earlier a couple episodes ago? Their win streak only lasts a month and a half in my, our, my lifetime. Your life – well, not your guys' lifetime, but my lifetime.
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome. But I never look at things on the sunny side, so – no, not you. Ever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, if we win, oh, we're gonna be hyped. I'm gonna watch. The game. I got a bartending game. That's the only bad part about Saturday. So, yes. Well, if
1: you win, if we win, though, you could make a heck of a lot of money. People will just be up there all night.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, you ever been to Payne past ten o'clock?
0: <laughs> one time.
2: Payne yeah. basketball marathon. Yeah, that that that's the one day.
0: <laughs> that's the one day Payne never sleeps. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, uh it's really fun when you uh, work in uh, Indiana and everybody goes, Oh, what are you doing for Easter? Uh partying all weekend. What? Don't ask. It's for charity. but uh yep
1: i'm really hopeful uh
0: so you're gonna be at the legion beck
1: Beck, you got plans or
0: uh right now i'll be in my bed sleeping because i still don't feel very good but the plan is to uh hang out with the jerome somewhere gotcha gotcha
1: gotcha well, we're going to be down here in the uh, Buckeye basement. So, uh, we watched every playoff game down here. So, seen some good ones, seen some bad ones. Hopefully, this one's another uh, good one to celebrate. I hope so. Boys, give me – since you guys have been so Debbie Downers, I've been optimistic. Give me a key to if Ohio State is win, why do they win? Because I need some positive energy out of you two in my life because it's pathetic on this podcast about the Buckeyes. Man,
2: the wrong guy. <laughs> all right let's put it this way you brought up every year you could also oh god i said i want to do this we could be like 2017 bama where we lose the last game of the year but then still back in the playoffs and then take out the back then one seed clemson Defending national champion, Clemson, and then yeah, and then Alabama beat the uh, a conference opponent for the championship. Uh, All right, but yeah, CJ's gonna have to make plays. Uh, Need more that first drive against Michigan. We used Xavier Johnson, and it worked, and then. Never saw him again, except for that one backfield motion swing pass that got knocked down. So, shout out Mikey Ford, get Stover involved. But I agree, we're not going to be able to run the ball, I don't think. But if we do, that'll be big. The question is, who's going to run the ball? And CJ's going to have to tuck a run, and he ain't, he's going to have to realize you, can't get, you don't get rid of the ball in five seconds. You better just tuck it. You can't just stand back there all day hoping someone gets open, especially against Georgia, because they will get to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just think CJ's got to be a man in order to win. Yeah. And well, he's been playing like a little schoolgirl all year.
2: So, Well, it's kind of like I told you when – yeah, you were making fun of Duggan for wincing too much, but I was like, I hope CJ watched that game because he still did everything he could to win that game.
1: Yeah, I'd rather have a guy act wincing. Maybe he's pretending. I don't care. I'd rather have that guy than what we have, a guy that has a crying puppy dog look yeah. on his face.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, like, it's – So – you don't get many of those, especially the very next game. Yeah. Yep. And if not, well, good luck with your pro career.
0: Yep. All right, boys. Anything else you want to cover before we jump off? No, sir.
2: Russ, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, good guy. Wow, glad. glad I got to talk to you this time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Russ, thanks again. And again, you can get on the picks and see if you can defeat Russell. Submit your picks to Across the Field, pot Listen to us on Spotify and Amazon Music. And again, Peyton, got to shout out our merch. Again, Mandy Woods, uh, Elite Embroidery in Oakwood, Ohio. Yeah, it's pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, it's all about hats. Those are nice.
0: Yeah. See we need if, you one, Russ. Let's All see right. if we can get some more of those. I'm sure I'll get one. So, yeah, there you go. There's the plugs, and boys, have a safe uh, and happy new year. Hope to catch up with uh, you guys next week or this weekend, and I'm sure that'll happen at some point. Yeah,
2: get better, bud.
0: Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I
2: had that. It is not fun.
0: Well, like I said a couple weeks ago, I thought I'd, was kind of over it or, you know, had it and was done with it. Now here I am again. So, um, anyway.
2: Speaking up back, one class story that I had to be reminded of by my nephew after the game, I guess uh, so, there was a Tom Brady Michigan jersey down there, and I guess he was the only one that wanted to run his mouth. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I'm sure I won. Well, all right. Can't spell
0: dumb without you, em, Russ. Right. Okay, well, that's it. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a safe, happy new year. And listen to another episode of Across the Field. Peace out.